Hello and welcome to Podium Zilberman Season 2. In this show, we bring various issues in arts and culture to the podium with our guests. This is Zeynep Nur Ayanoğlu. Today, I have Mika Hanula with me. He's a Berlin-based writer, curator, teacher and art critic. We're going to talk about Zeynep Kayan's show entitled 112123, which can be seen in Berlin until April 23rd. Dear Mika, welcome to our podcast. I'm so happy to host you. Thank you very much. You have known Zeynep Kayan for a long time now. You had a conversation with her for her catalog of the current show. And on March 26th, you will have a conversation with her at the gallery as well. How would you describe this exhibition and how is it different from her previous works? Is there anything that particularly interested you? Well, I think it's uh, um, both and. I mean, there's something new and then there's a clear continuity. As you said, I've known Zeynep for a long time, over 10 years. It already goes back to 2010-2011 when she was studying in Utrecht uh, and I was teaching there then. Uh, and after that, uh, it doesn't happen that often with ex-students, but uh, we managed to keep in touch uh, from there on. And I kind of do remember her very well as a student. And then I've seen other documentations or I've seen uh, her shows. She was also part in an exhibition that I curated just before the whole hell of the COVID broke loose. This is then January 2020 in Helsinki, group show called Working On It. And she was showing uh, photographs there. What's different, I think, if difference is, is still that... Uh, I think it's partly because of the situation. I mean, my answer is quite long, but I mean, I think it's different because of the uh, kind of like the stop and go that the COVID mess caused to all of us. That it was scheduled for day X, then it had to post be, be postponed, and then it changed again. And then it's kind of been a struggle for all of us to kind of like uh, start up and then be postponed and start up again, and where do you find the focus and so on. And I think it's even more focused and concentrated, more intense than ever before. So I'm kind of like really glad how she managed to bounce back from this certain kind of COVID limbo and conduct a very coherent, very tight, intense uh, exhibition. Zeynep Kayan works with performance, video and photography. The exhibition in Berlin sets a certain rhythm like one, one, two, one, two, three. It is also inspired by a dance performance by Trisha Brown, Accumulation, which is a choreography from 1971. In her work, there are also other references to the 70s, but how would you see her work in the context of her contemporaries in today's world? Do you see links to common discourses here? This is again like a broad question, but I mean... Um... I think one of the central kind of like uh, connections and, and linking her to a kind of like a, a wide history contemporary art, not only the 70s but from there on and today, is this uh, again? It's quite obvious in there because, um, like you said, uh, her um, the way she works varies, but she's basically always present there with her own body. It's her own every everyday actions. And it's her own everyday environments, typical everyday stuff, cleaning, <laughs> uh, pouring water, um, just repetitions uh, and so on. So there's that like long 
trajectory of uh, female artists from the 70s, especially in Europe. Uh, you have the kind of like old ex-Yugoslavian artist uh, Marina Abramovic is perhaps the most well-known, but then like contemporary ones, uh, Croatian artist Vlatka Horvat. Uh, so there's a, there's a kind of like a very kind of like a interesting continuity in her. I think it's kind of like a, it's also this uh, kind of like presence of her own body and it's kind of like a, how he also changes uh, but there's that repetition that is also there since very beginning and that's that's where trisha brown's kind of like uh, work as certain kind of like a trampoline to have it in the background but take it off from there is very effective because that allows Zeynep in this case to uh, kind of like uh, repeat something but instead of it kind of like uh, falling backwards it's something that we call repeating forwards uh, so it opens up constantly different kind of like a very nuanceful detailed ways of being there being present uh, with her works so. and then again like i think there's a, that whole kind of like a whole other type of way uh, of doing uh, these things because it's very again herself in domestic situations and sites uh, and it's very intimate at the same time it's very accessible it's very available it's human size it doesn't look high or low it looks straight at to you and there's that there like with this show there's another aspect that is actually very fascinating how she's uh, kind of like learned with the kind of like a, you know kind of like a certain kind of like a sensual way of working with black and white photography yeah. And that kind of like, uh, again, you know, there's that whole element of how's that done. It was done earlier because the technology wasn't really not yet there. And now she's, uh, with the contemporary process of it, she's able to kind of like uh, reenact that in a sense. Uh, but what I'm getting at is that the way, especially in this exhibition in Berlin, how she is, uh, makes the connections between the sizes. So you have uh, a series of rather small uh, photography and then a couple of like a large size of basically like stills of a movie, except there's no movie. So it's again like this is what I'm getting at is that I think the context is all in all the female body and its presence and its certain like uh, navigations and negotiations of how to be there, but it's performing to the camera. So we're actually kind of like looking for a series of works where there's no audience it's there on her own but she performs for the camera and then at the same time the camera doesn't is no longer a static or neutral one but it becomes part of the everyday fabric of uh, figuring out how to make sense of where we are and again it goes from this kind of microcosmos micro level interactions not like big issues sorry for the long answer for but i mean um, the the question was also brought of course. Thanks for your elaborate answer. At the moment, we are confronted with the war in Ukraine every day. It is a very tragic situation. Do you know any artists from Ukraine or art institutions there? Well, this is a kind of like, a, um, it's difficult to answer this uh, in, in a sense, uh, because the, uh, it's been such a huge shock. I mean, the short answer is, sure, throughout the years, I've also worked in Ukraine. I don't have any connections, kind of like daily connections to there, but I understand that this is a question that you, you were able to ask like a week and a half ago, but uh, since the war started, it spread so uh, extremely fast. And I think like, you know, today, uh, then it's the uh, uh, 15th of March, and we can say that there's uh, uh, all of a sudden over 3 million of uh, 
refugees in Europe. So unfortunately, now you can already ask that, do we know or do I know somebody in Poland, Slovakia, in Ukraine or in the Baltic countries? Do I know somebody in Finland? Uh, these are all countries that share a border either with Ukraine or with, with uh, Soviet, uh, with uh, no, no, no longer Soviet Union, but Russia. So again, because I am from Finland and still active there, even if I live with a family in Berlin, uh, the issue just escalates so fast. And I think this shock is something that it's going to take us a long, long time to figure out what are the implications of it. Uh, I mean, the the thing is also so that, I mean, the reason that we are talking is that in the last, whatever, two decades, uh, I've been working mostly within the field of uh, contemporary art or culture. But my background is actually, I'm a classically trained uh, political philosophy philosopher. And, you know, studying 30 years ago, I was studying international politics. And I come from that kind of like a age group that lived very vividly, very actively at the time of the wall coming down and the entity of Soviet Union disappearing and the uh, hope and the promise of that certain trajectory of uh, upbeat, uh, like a freedom and love, and how that then to various, uh, you know, reasons uh, collapses into the catastrophe of today. Uh, I think it's going to take all of us, not only in the immediate kind of like a realm of the daily war, that's another kind of like, a, I, we, we don't know. We have been lucky not to have experiences like that, but anyone in Europe, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's our mess, uh, and it's going to take us a long, long time to pick up the pieces. Uh, I was in a demonstration a week and a half ago, and there was this Ukrainian artist living in Berlin, and at one point of the demonstration, they got to the central states, and they had a very simple message. Uh, they were saying in German, uh, Heute wir morgen ihr, heute wir morgen ihr, which is just saying that, you know, today it's us and tomorrow it's you. Ten days ago, it felt awkward. Today, it's a reality. It's very difficult to see that it's going to stop there in, in Ukraine. So unfortunately, I know too many people that are affected through this. Today is us, tomorrow it's you, and I want to translate it into Turkish. It is bugün bize, yarın size. But how do you see the situation in Ukraine also in terms of responsibility of art institutions and galleries in Berlin or in Istanbul and maybe also compared to other places? I don't know. It's uh, it's very difficult. To kind of like Again, the shock is so kind of like uh, cruel, so traumatic. I mean, it's also that I can link it, you know, because, you know, they were kind of like uh, at it already a long time ago. Uh, it's 2015 that it happened in Syria. And then uh, the refugees, uh, kind of like uh, those millions of people, um, a lot of them, millions of them out of millions stayed in Turkey. So that's a reality where you've been at already for a long time. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think this is kind of like, a, I think it's it's very important that kind of like understand that it's a new type of reality that we, we don't have access yet and we don't have the vocabulary, vocabulary to it yet. I don't think art and culture should run after these issues and try to make sense of stuff that escapes us. Uh, I think it's a kind of like a, a turning towards uh, what good. I think this kind of like art, especially in uh, times of uh, this big crisis, is there to have an access to alternative ways of being together, that there's an, uh, 
no matter what, there's still ways that we can generate hope that we could survive together. I mean, there's like, you know, it's it's so banal, these words, but at the same time, I don't think there's anything else. Uh, I don't think art is an answer to anything, and it's definitely not a kind of like a answer to war. But at the same time, uh, if we don't have a kind of like a, the hope of, uh, of kind of like beauty and certain kind of like solidarity, what do we have? And I think there are narratives, novels, uh, visual art, theater, especially music, um, they are there that connects people instead of uh, disconnecting. And I think that's uh, the only thing that's right now uh, kind of like relevant. And again, the other, other issue is then what, what could artists do? Uh, I think it's very important to respect the uh, NGOs and these big organizations that are doing the daily job of taking care of the refugees. So uh, I think it's very much about uh, generating money for uh, these um, international organizations like uh, Red Cross and UNICEF um, and so on. Um, they are they are the professionals in it. Um, the rest of us are unfortunately uh, kind of like uh, out of the equation for now. I agree with you. Art presents strong narratives to keep us hopeful about the future, although it's not its mere vision and mission. Let me move on to my last question, though. You are a professor, author and curator and you live in Berlin, as I've said in the beginning, but you also travel a lot in Helsinki and internationally. What project are you working on at the moment? I've just uh, finished uh, creating a picture at the, uh, at the National Gallery in Reykjavik. It's with an uh, artist friend of mine called Birger Birgesson. It's called Careful Whispers. And it's uh, kind of like uh, actually a collaboration that started in 2002 when Birger was taking part in an exhibition that I did in the first gallery that Vasil Kortun had in Istanbul. It's a true story. And uh, it's a continuation. This uh, kind of like uh, dealing with uh, memory, uh, the image of memory, and how do we connect? Uh, you know, how do we connect the dots between the past, present, and the future? And um, how do we narrate a version of the past? Uh, so that's something that I'm starting with and uh, preparing this uh, what I call performative lectures that are then um, like one hour mind map uh, like a live they're not performing for the camera but they they are kind of like a live situation so I'm gonna I'm preparing for one in Helsinki festival in August and actually in Reykjavik in June so that's what I'm doing Mika thank you so much for being with me today I'm so grateful for your contribution I believe you since this is the, I, I am more or less the number 51 so I, I do believe that you know if you got enough or not. Of course thank you again and this marks the end of Podium Zilberman. See you next time. <laughs>